Hello, this is The Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of The Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Welcome to church, guys. Today, we're just going to gist. We just want to gist, right? So... I hope, I hope there's no border marker today, so it's just gisting, guys. How many of you have read New Creation Realities? Or how many of you are reading New Creation Realities? You're still on it. Yeah. Please, we need another, we need another mic. One house, please. One house, please. We need another mic. So if you are... On it, raise up your hand. Eh? It's a story, right? So you're on it, okay. If you are going to start it, raise up your hand. So there are a lot of people who don't want to read new creation realities here. Is it because <laughs> it's because of the question, right? So This is supposed to be a discussion, right? So we just want to find out, basically, and maybe at the end, share some thoughts. Um, For those of you who have been reading the book, New Creation Realities, right? Um, We want you to share your experience. What has stood out for you? What has, what Rema? What Madagaya? What, what Rema has, you know, what light has shown or shown or whichever one? Those of you who raised up your hand, please. Ah, no, wait. How many of you are ready with new creation reality? You don't want to raise up your hand again. Okay, I'm not going to talk. Oh. Somebody's going to speak. Okay. So, Jeffrey, let's start. There's people that don't speak on Sunday. Start first now. Let people that don't speak on Sunday talk now. Speak now forever, hold your peace. <laughs> good, uh, good evening, everyone. Yeah. Okay, so first things first, the book, they don't rush it. One day at a time. Because only one line. Only one line first. So there's plenty of rumor. But today, on our, on our way to, I think, on our way here down, I was reading it in the car. Page 29. <sighs> Plenty of things happen, but this side I had to share it. You have your book, please open so it. When, Welcome to class. So I'm going to read and then explain. Sorry, so sorry. When, um, if you need a copy, you can get one now. If why hurry why stock last? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when Jesus said, I am the light of the world. It places tremendous responsibility upon those who follow in steps. If we are partakers of his life, then we have that light. And John 1.4 must challenge us. And John 1.4 must ever challenge us. Now, here's where the thing hits me. In him was life. And the life was a light of men. We all know it. But while thinking about it today, the Holy Spirit now said, in you was life, and the life was the light of men. 
It's no longer Jesus. It's now me. So I began to say it in the car. One point, my husband asked me, what is it? I said, leave it. This one is only for, it's only for me. Because I didn't know, I didn't want to share that intimacy when it hit me. So I changed it. In Mori was life. And the life was a light of men. I just want to share it. That part. So I carry life. Madagaya. And it's the light of men. Amazing, amazing. We have Vivian, please. You're using Maka too. He's, first of all, he's a serious student too. Maka. Madagaya. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, what I want to say is um, from the very first chapter, where he's still telling us that you can go to God with anything. Mm. So this is actually the place where my children were reading today. And it was, they were answering like, Mommy, that means I can go to God with everything. If I have, God was saying, if you need finance, if you need financial help, if you need health, anything like, like the book was telling us. So they were like, so God, and I said, yes, it's true. You can go to God with anything. That's the basis of your relationship with God. Like everything, even down to the things that you seem like, that seems like, it's not like, Okay, if God doesn't say wear black dress, you will not wear black dress and come out. But like everything, the relationships you have, the friends that you have, the people that you relate with, the food, everything that everything about your life, it helps you to keep talking to God. It helps to foster the relationship that you have with God. Like go to Him with everything. He actually does care for us. Let me just read that. Page three. I'll just take two lines. Be not dismayed. I'm your God. I'm going to be your strength. I'm going to lend to you my own ability. When weakness come, remember that I am your, I'm the strength of your life. When you need finances, remember that I said, my father knoweth that you have need of all these things. You can whisper to your own heart, my father will supply every need of mine. So all my needs are supplied, hallelujah. Amen. Our needs. Who next, please? Well, this, this is interesting. So, do I remember? Let me just tell you the part I read today. Because that's where the balance, right? So I've read it before and I went back to it and it was like I was reading it again, which is interesting because it feels like it's new every time. So it's about when Jesus came out of the tomb. So it was talking about, I think I even spoke to Jada about it on Saturday, on Sunday, and I read and I read it again today, and I was just like, wow, this is actually so interesting. So it talks about, so this is page 39. I think about 39, right? Mm. Or, yes, about midway. So he talks about when Jesus came out from the grave, right? And then he goes on to describe how they actually embalmed him like a mummy to put him down and how like they wrapped every finger before they wrapped the hand, before they wrapped the legs, before wrapping him totally, that his body weighed... 180 pounds, right? Before 
he died like and the crucifixion should have taken 20 pounds off so let's see like 160 but there were like 100 pounds of ointment and bandages were put on him which makes it like 260 pounds right and he came out how and the bandages were all like in their right place it didn't tear it wasn't a hawk moment where you like everything was fine and the only space for him to come out was his head so two things could have happened he magically disappeared and reappeared then folded everything back for them or from his head he did like this (laughs) he did limbo (laughs) and came out but whichever the case it was so unplausible that when people saw the bandage Nobody asked, did he rise? Did he not rise? Like, they knew. Like, without a doubt. It's just like, so the book was saying, if he did not die when they killed him, when they crucified him, three days in all of that. So after the 100 pounds wet was put on him, he said three days, so it was not dry. <laughs> so it now became a case, a real life, like, hard case. He became a mummy, and if that did not kill him, <laughs> what can or what did? But it was just so interesting just thinking about how he came out. And I think the funniest line was when he said that not only did he come out, he folded the linen that was on his face. So how exactly did he do like this? Anyways, I just thought it was an interesting part of the book. No one else read it. Who next? Who next? Who next? Who's been reading the book? Or who's just reading the book? Some people are reading in class. Tell us. Tell us. Okay, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Okay. So, um, I read it though. I read it when we come to church and pastor will say, open to the page of so-so-so. That's when I read it. But I was waiting in a hospital on, uh, I think, Friday or Saturday. No, 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 Monday. And while I was waiting for the doctor, I decided to just read from page one. And then... I mean, we hear this thing in tribe all the time, you know, God is for you, God is you. But what stood out to me was, um, let me see if I can find it, where it said, the word is basically God speaking to us directly. So it's not for us. It's not um, Paul said to say, to tell you, he heard. It's God speaking directly to us. So that's actually changed perspective of, you know, how you read the Bible and all of that. That's what stood out for me. That's, Pastor Maureen, thank you. That's this. That's the... No, you all started the sermon. You are connected in the spirit. Anybody? So I remember reading that and I thought that was so interesting and she was just... The book was just saying, or the author was saying, if you want to experience God, sit with his word long enough to experience him. And I was just like, fair enough. Mm. 
fair enough, mm. you know, prescription. Mm. Um, but something else that stood out to me, he was just like, you don't believe in the word of God because your own word has no value to you. And that really struck me. I was just like, ah! Oh. I was just like, oof! Oof! It's just like, because you don't keep your own personal word, that's why you see the word of God inside. And you think God is just chatting. Because you, you're chatting in your life. It's just like, so he's just like, when you stop chatting in your life and you actually regard what you say, like what your word is your bond, you know how in the Bible it says, let's say yes, yes, and your no be no. If you can, if you can personally keep that to yourself, that your yes is your yes and your no is your no, when you see in, in the Bible that God's words to you are yes and amen, you, you believe him. Because if you know the extent you go to to keep your own word, <laughs> This is uh, and this is this is absolutely 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 amazing, right, Prince? Do you guys do you guys want to say something? There are people here. Isaac, Honorable Karabosh. People have taken the salmon. No? It's no, I mean like you have brought it out from the inside. Okay, so okay, tell us. Okay, no, uh, it's not like I want to say like a lot of things, it but it matter. was because that stuff she said, when I read the book, it actually really hit me. And then I picked it out and I wrote it on the internet. So since you have given me the mic, let me just read that particular part to you. Mm. Remember, your word is you. You must learn to say, I gave my word and I must keep it no matter what it costs. If your word is of no value, you will reason that the word of God is of no value. I have found that unbelief in the word of God is largely because of people's lack of faith in their own word. If you want to build the highest type of faith, be a faithful person yourself. Believe in your own word. Thank you. you, you <laughs> we are copying the same notes. <laughs> Actually, amazing. Prince has something to say. I think Prince will be the last person, right? And then, you know, we'll just start. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, so it's not a lot of... Th- I don't have a lot to say because everyone has said pretty much everything. But I just... Um, I saw a particular line that spoke to me. So it said, um, our attitude towards the word determines the place that God holds in our daily life. Just that one line. And when I read it, I was like, oh, shots fired. <laughs> I was like, drag me, Jesus, Emil. <laughs> so um, our attitude towards the word determines the place that God holds in our daily life. And it was just like, uh, I was like, now why do I have to open to this particular line? Like, couldn't, couldn't you say something like, oh, prosperity will be yours today or something? Why do you have to drag me like this? But you know, after sitting and thinking about it, it makes like a lot of sense. It's like, you know, you have this word where someone has written like tons of promises, like a love letter. And then you say you love him. He's our love, our first love and all the sweet things we like to say. And we don't take our time to dwell. We don't take our time to like stay in his word, like stay in his presence, like open this love letter in quotes that he has written to us, I mean, and I was like, oh, can I really say that I love him and I need to change my attitude? So, you know, I'm thankful for the dragon and I'm sure some of us are on this table as well. 
So, yeah, so that's what resonated with me pretty much. <sighs> that's. Oh, the dragon. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Very plenty. Right. And so I think that it's, it's a good place for us to start, right? Um, I, this book is loaded, guys. It's absolutely loaded. But I want to do an experiment, simple experiment, right? Next week, Friday is my birthday, guys. So I, I'm, I'm creating a wish list, right? So I want somebody to tell me what they'll give me on my birthday. You don't have to give me that on my birthday, but I want you to tell me. Somebody should just... No, no, give me something tangible. Something tangible. No, 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 I mean something... Calm down. I know I... I, I we, are, we, are, we, are running, we are running a little experiment here. We are going to... It's a practical class. Right. Okay, so you said you give me another copy of the book. One house, please. One house. One house. You give me a book. Right. Okay, that's quite interesting. Can somebody write that down on a paper? Just see, just somebody should just write that down on a piece of paper. We'll come to that after. Write, write it exactly the way he said it. No, no, so he said it to me, you give me a book. Okay, so somebody should write it down. Somebody has heard it. You know, and yo, I love the. <laughs> so who is right? Who is writing down for me? Vivian, you're writing. You're writing it down, right? Okay, write it like you are quoting. Just, just okay. Yes. Okay, that that's amazing. We'll come back to this experiment after. So I started reading the book, and the first thing that struck me was. The word, this word was designed by the Father to take Jesus' place in his, in his absence. This word was designed by the Father to take Jesus' place in his absence. So, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then this word became flesh. But now this flesh has gone. This flesh has gone. Flesh is now sitting on the throne in heaven. So, the word... Scripture is now taking the place of Jesus, right? So normally the people who saw Jesus, when he spoke to them, they would behold him and they would see him and they would hear what he's saying. But now Jesus is no longer here, although he's here, you know, but you now take the word and you're looking at it. It's quite interesting. And then here it says, the word should always be the father speaking to us. It's quite interesting because we're going to start from here, right? Um, and I wrote down something. I said, if the father is always, if the word is always the father speaking to us, anything I see in the word that gives me comfort is my father's word. Hmm? On, on page one, right? So I have a, lot, a couple of musings I will read out here. Right? His word is the mind of the father. The mind is made up of words. If the world were framed by the word of God, our world is framed by the word of our father. The question is, who is your father? It's a very interesting question. Who's your daddy? 
it's, it's actually very, very necessary to be able to answer. Again. Because can you remember there was a particular scripture that says, ye are of your father, the devil. Yeah. And then ye will go along to do the lust of him because he was first a murderer and all of that kind of thing, right? So ye are of your father, the devil. The question is, who's your daddy? We know the answer, right? So the word father means source, right? And so it means that we get words from two places. We either get words from the father when we are one with him, or if we are not in the new creation bed, we either get words from our human spirit or the devil, right? And so... Um, Sometimes we try to think about how difficult it is to hear the voice of the devil. I'm not talking about that today, but the highest voice of yourself, that's what he sounds like. So we're starting from there. And I'm going to go into, um, I'll just go into a few things that I had read, I had written down, right? I shared it on the group. I don't know if, you know, anybody read. Did you read it? How many people read the long message on the group? You read it. Okay, so let me, let me read it out. So I want you to track with me. Right. When you speak a word, you can't see it. But there is the breath that goes out. So your spoken word is thought, reasoning, and logic communicated in a breath. Now, if someone takes the words you have spoken and writes them on the page of a book, it doesn't change the fact that it is your words, thoughts, and reasoning encapsulated in a breath that was captured in a book. I'm being a little bit academic, so I hope you can follow, right? So that when another picks up the book, they can say, Chinedu said, even though that was not when I spoke it. So my spoken word has now become a written word. Your spoken word now living. Your spoken word now written is living. Right. Breath produced those words. The heart captured it through the ears. The mind captures it through the eyes and the hand writes it. The word living is the word making sense to you at any point in time, even though that was not when it was spoken. It's interesting. I said something to you. Someone else wrote it down. When you read it, it was still me who said it to you, but it was not when I spoke it. Do you get? It stays present. It's quite interesting. So I've said, I love you. Someone else writes it down, presents it to you. Chinedu said he, lo he loves you. But then, that was not when I said it. But then again, it was still my word. Okay, so what is now interesting is that if you bring the book and tell me, what is now interesting is that if you bring the book and tell me in a manner of speaking that I said something, I can decide to say I didn't say it or I did, right? This now brings us to the integrity of my word. For example, Chinedu says, you are amazing. Jeffrey writes it in a book. Chinedu said, you are amazing. Isaac picks up the book and goes back to Chinedu and says, Chinedu, you said I am amazing. 
back to the integrity now. If Isaac goes to Chinedu and says, Chinedu, you said I'm amazing. Depending on my character, I can say I did not say it. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. I said the word. Someone put it in a book. No, no, I'm not using the context of who I'm saying it to. I'm just saying I spoke. Someone put it in a book. Right. Let's leave what I, who is directed to. I'm trying to talk about the character of the word now. Right. I know you're lawyers and the beauty. Right. So I have said something. Somebody has written it down. Right. And then it is presented back to me. I have the ability to deny or confirm that word. And so depending on my character, I can choose to say, I said this or I didn't say this. Do you get what I mean? Okay. So what we can do now is if a dangote spoke to you saying, I'll give you 10 billion, take my word to the bank. As excited as you are, you prefer that those words he has spoken was put into writing. Abi, you want his word to be put into writing. No, no, because it's either, see, there has to be something that connects you to that relationship to, to know that, eh? No, it's not even the cash. It's that he has said it. You can still not trust his word. And so why don't you trust his word? Because you don't have what? You don't have a relationship with Dangote. Uh -huh. can you, oh yeah, take, Dangote, take his word to the bank. Go and tell them that Dangote said Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, but even if he said it to you, he has said it at a certain time to you, you still need to go to the bank. How do you present his word? You want it to be written down. Which is... So, I mean, I, are you, you're, you're getting the picture, right? So, whether you believe it or not, is that Dangote has an ability to give you 10 billion. And then he says it, I'll give you 10 billion. Even if he told you, you give you 10 billion, in your own mind, you're like, eh, eh, I, I can't take you, I cannot take you to the bank. I want to take your word for it, really. But I cannot take you to the bank. Like, Dangote will follow you to the bank so that he will present the word that he has spoken before. You can't take it to the bank now. So you'd ask him, you'd ask him, he should put it on a check. So you want him to write? <laughs> so, but, but your preference is that you want it to be written down. You want evidence. You want, you want him to call. So that's another, that's another one. That one is there. So you want him to call to you. What if he doesn't have the time to come to you? He says, do transfer. <laughs> Okay, that's the thing. I, I, I'm talking about this because we are talking about word, you know, because it, it's, it's very, very important. Um, this thing about believing your own word is very, very crucial, right? I mean, point whereby that's what is, I need to understand how those words, how do they actually work so that you can believe it and then you can now also believe God's word, right? So, now that the word, so, but you can't just take that to the bank because anyone could have written it. So you'd also prefer that he signs his authentic signature on it, right? 
Now that that word has been put into writing and duly signed, you can go around making calls or chopping life because you know that not only has he spoken it to you, he has written it, he has signed on it. Now you have access, you can bank on it. It waits now. Oh, see, no, no, see. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. So I talked, I, I, I spoke about something. I talked about character. I, I spoke about integrity and I spoke about ability. Right. He has given you his word and then he has signed, he has signed on it. Take it to the bank first. Are you, take, no, take it to the bank first. You, he, he, see, he, 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 what does he do? He gets you. Uh-huh. So the fact is that you need to move. Wait now, you just calm down. <laughs> the fact is that you need to move. So if somebody gave you a word, somebody told you this, you'll be looking for additional to so that you can move. Okay. So the thing is that it is still his spoken word, which was written down on a paper and signed, which is now living in you, that has you going about telling people and give, living with an assurance that if you go to the bank and you present it, the 10 billion will be released to you. Then that word has done something inside of you. That thing that has been written has given you some type hope. It's called hope. A confident expectation that at least something, something huge. <laughs> so that it has given you that you can go. This is, you know how you would behave? You know how your shoulder, your cardboard? Yeah, ah, this guy, now 10 billion. My guy. <laughs> 10 billion, who's the now? It doesn't matter. Just take it like that. Okay. Now, here's what it is is that if you went to meet Dangote and you said, Sir, you said you give me 10 billion, and Dangote says, I didn't say that. You bring out the written word with a signature on it. I say, You said it in this document. These are your words. Look at what you wrote. See your signature. You know? Ah. No, no, leave the dangote. Just allow me. No, just track me, track me. Yo, this guy is in the spirit. <laughs> he said, This is how things take away the word. But this guy, don't finish this out. <laughs> So, so many things are coming to tell you that you, are, you already have the word, though. There's signature on it. But so many things are just trying to tell you that, uh, um, will I even see Dangote again? It's now just per chance, per chance. Do you get? Like, now just one chance I meet this guy. Ah, it's because you don't even have a relationship with him in the first place. And so you encountered him once. And when you encountered him once, when he gave you that word, uh, you are trying to bank on it, but even after you have the signature, you are still not sure because you have not stayed enough to know the integrity of and the ability of Dangote. Okay, moving on. Now, so mind you, it's not as if Dangote doesn't have the ability, it's just that his words lacked integrity, but you had the evidence. Now, let's come to God. The Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration. In another translation, it says God breathed. Remember what I said about breath? I said something about breath in the beginning. 
right? Let me start from, let me just go to the top. I said that when you speak a word, you can't see it, but there is the breath that goes out. So your spoken word is thought, reasoning, and logic communicated in breath. You can't see what I said, but it makes an impact in you, right? But I have spoken that word. It's a spoken word. And then you now take it and put it on a piece of paper. It is still my word, but I spoke it. When it was put on the paper, wasn't when I spoke it, but word produced that word. Breath produced that word. You have said, you're amazing. You put it on a piece of paper. You show it to someone. That was not when I said it. But still, you have evidence that I said it. Now, it's for you to now determine, did this guy say it or did he not say it? So it now means you have to know the character of the person that said it or the ability of the person that said it. Okay, moving on. So, the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration. All scripture is God-breathed. So, God-breathed there now means that his thought, reasoning, logic, encapsulated in breath, was now put on paper. Do you get that? His thought, reasoning, logic, encapsulated in breath, like he spoke. They now captured it. Men heard it. Put it on paper. It became the written word. Do you get that? Okay. So God spoke, but when you are reading it, you say God said, right? So this is, this is a very, very interesting part. So I want you to just take it with Holy Spirit. Help me. You'd first of all have to consider if God is a liar before you can arrive at the truth of his word. Don't get me wrong. I'm not calling God a liar. Let's just reason it together. God's breathed word is on a page. You'd have to take him to him and say that, Daddy, you said. It is now for God to defend his word. So if God says, I didn't say, you'll now be like, ah, I've caught him in a lie. His word has an integrity. We are just reasoning. So the word, breath, the logic, the thought, the reasoning encapsulated in breath was spoken to men and it was put on a piece of paper. And so you will now take that word back to him and say, daddy, you said, and then now depending on his character and his ability, he can say, I didn't say, then you can call him a liar. So, but can you really call him a liar? If you say that God is a liar, that would mean to say that this whole world is a lie and it doesn't exist because the world was framed by the word of God through faith. Then you have to conclude what the Bible says, that God is not a man that he should lie. So words are giving you confirmation. God is not a man that should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Repent means metanoia. It's not, not the son of man that he should change his mind. Right? About his word. Okay. So now you have established that. That's the basis, foundation. Okay. Okay, so that's fair enough. 
But then in another scripture, in Exodus, I think it was in Exodus, he was like, I have sworn by my name. You see that thing that when you went to meet Dangote, that you told him to put it into writing, then you now told him to sign. That I have sworn by my name. It's that God had looked that I need to give an assurance. But there's nobody higher than myself that I can give an assurance. So there has to be a certain level of authority backing a certain level of written word. And then he says, he has looked round. I can't swear by the angels. I can't swear. I mean, I can't swear by the angels. I mean, demons were already from the angel class. I can't do it. I have sworn by my name. Signature appended. Hmm. This leads me thinking now that I have to believe that the word of God I read in the Bible is God's breath written on paper as though he was presently present presenting these words to me. Because I already have the foundation that he's not a man that he should lie. I've already considered if he could possibly be a liar, but he's not. I've also considered that, um, yeah, I've considered if he could be a liar. He's not. He doesn't repent. He doesn't change his mind. So I already have that. So if I'm reading the word, back to what E.W. Kenyon said, he said, when you read the word, just take it as the father speaking to you. Okay. That's why Jesus said it is written two times in the Bible because it was no less God's word. And on the final time, he said, get away, Satan. The first time he said it is reading. So he was reading from where? What was on paper? Second time he said, it is written on paper. Third time, he didn't even say it's written. He said, get away, Satan. Who was that? So it means that he had read, exercised, confessed until I know this word. Get away, Satan. That's what they call the rema. It's the revelatory action. It's that thing whereby you see his signature, that Dangote signature. And then you now start jumping and be like, ah, oh my, they go back, bro, I they go by car today. Is that, that's that thing that gets you moving. Is the rema. You're no longer waiting for the word, you already have it. Whichever it is, it already gets you moving to taking the steps, taking the actions, right? Jesus was confessing the word. He was repeating the father's word. Now, this is according to the book now. Believing is acting on the word, more of behaving like what the word said as if it was spoken directly to you, confessing it. So if you notice, the written logos produced the revelatory action, Rema, which was get away Satan. And the action that took place by Satan obeying and leaving him alone was a living word. It was the present continuous action or existence by the revelation of the word. In that material moment, the word became flesh. So this thing about the word becoming flesh, there are dimensions to it. But there's the word becoming flesh in your reality. When that money enters your hand, bah, that word that I'll give you 10 million is flesh. It has come into your hand. The word became flesh. So it will come out from you. So 
Look at the pattern here. You take the written word. You are confessing the written word. Daddy said it. And then, till he springs up. Ah! You know, when, when David Edepo is <laughs> talking, David said that in his room, I think it was in Orile, that he would go, he was crying from his lungs. I'm taking over the city. Till he was crying blood. When the thing hit him, I can never be poor, man. That, you, that cry, the cry of the spirit, that's the drama. You just, uh, it just comes out. Once it comes out, like this, may not seem as though this thing, but you are now settled. You are now settled. So what then do you do? How do you believe God's words? For example, it is written in the scriptures that I have given you all things pertaining to life and godliness. This is God's word, breathed, captured on paper. Now I'm telling it back to daddy. This is how it is. Daddy, you said you have given me all things pertaining to life and godliness. Let's provide some evidence. It is written in your word. It is your breath that was captured on paper. This is now backed by me knowing that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Other words are supporting other words that has come from your relationship with him. They are giving you backing. So you are getting conscious. The word is living in you. So this is me conscious of the fact that he is and is a rewarder of me who diligently seeks him. Coupled with... Hmm, you are not a man that you should lie and you are sworn by your name. No, no, no. So it now makes not believing this word difficult. Because now, Daddy, you printed on paper. Oh, yeah, now it's here. So my own is that what are the realities or the non realities? I'm just going to be holding on to, you're not a man that you should lie. It's inside your world. You wrote it down. See your signature. And then you just keep holding on to it. It's, it's, so it sort of demystifies how you hold on to God's word. It makes it, when you now take that same one scripture, that, no, that same um, line that said, the word of God is the father speaking to you. Once you just, anything you just read, you just take out. As you read down, like you take out, just uh, God is God is speaking, God is speaking, right? But then again, they're still also rightly dividing the word of truth, so that you know the one that you will take and the one that you not take. Okay. So I'm telling him, you're not a man that you should lie. You are sworn by your name to bless me. You are the one that said it. It's in your word. Then I can say, Daddy, this football stadium I want to build is part of all things pertaining to life and godliness because it's inside your word. So we are now doing conversation. And I'm telling him that, that it is motherless baby's home that I want to build. It will make, it said, ask that your joy may be full. So you are reasoning as well. The Bible, there's a part in the Bible that God said, come, let's reason together. So you are reasoning with him and you are telling him that you said in your word, ask so that my joy may be full. Oh yeah, now, let's be supplying the arguments now. Well, he will make my joy full that this thing will be done. So, what you are doing throughout is that you are just giving him his word. 
You are giving him his word direct. Like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> you are not a man that you should let. It's not like if you are trying him. It's just that you are giving him his words. Okay. This now gives new meaning to God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. So we can take any scripture and just believe that it is it was a living person's breath that when we confess, the words are getting into our hearts to produce the issues, the events of life. Guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. Right? So when God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake, forsake you, Daddy said it. When you see by his stripes, you are healed. No, no, it's like, what would you do when you know who daddy is? Is that irrespective of what I see right now, daddy said it, it's not a man that you should lie. Daddy said it, by, no, by his stripes I am healed. No, it's not a man that you should lie. No, God is not a liar. It's the truth of God's word. So the thing is, you have to see God as a person a living being existing, Father, Abba, Creator, that can speak and the words which were spoken were written in the scripture. You have to see him like if it was Jeffrey that actually spoke. Because one of the challenges we have is that we, we it seems like God is just in a realm. And because he's in a realm, it's not very tangible for you to just take someone's word that you don't see. So you now have to consider God a living person because there's word there. Just like if you saw that paper that was written, what was written on the paper, you know that an animal did not write this. It was written by someone. So it came out from someone's reasoning, came out from someone's thought. So you keep reminding him of his word and not your own word. You're not even begging here. You just keep telling him every time you pass the corridors of the throne room. You see him, daddy, you said. It's, it, it, there's nothing sweet as just telling him back, daddy, you said. It's, it's like, it is written, like it's evident here. Yeah, I read it, this is what it is, right? Every time you enter his bedroom, daddy, you said. You hold his words steadfast in your heart because you know the integrity of his word and the ability of the one who has spoken it. By his stripes, I am healed. That's what daddy told me. The, thy words have I hid in my heart. When daddy says you are my beloved son, marked by my love, the focus of all my delight, you best believe that. And so this is what will now be the foundation of our Christian faith. And that's why we're reading this book, to see all that daddy has done and how much he loves us because it is that love that powers how we actually interact with God. So the foundation of our Christian faith is to start with the love it has to be the basis. It's not about the, the, the power is there, but start with the law first. So that when you are now exercising the power, <laughs> let's just leave that. So the thing now is you are a love child. You are love rude. God was pregnant with you. Like God bettered you. He says you are now born of God. Like the whole of creation is that God wanted to bet in this material reality. Like he wanted to go through labor. And then he breathed you out. Not born of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, the word of God. Which brings me to this. In his words, he shows he loves you. In his love, 
you are sure of his words. In his words, he shows that he loves you. You can see it there. My father loves me. I'm marked by his love. I'm the focus of all his delight. In his love, you are sure that this word that, that he has said to me, whether it be any other word, will come to pass. And you keep saying it. And then what happens is that Jeremiah breaks forth and then you have the cry of the spirit, you know, and it's quite interesting. I'm, I'm celebrating something this year in, in, in a sense. I wrote in my journal at the beginning of the year, like, I'll not visit the hospital this year. I can never be sick this year. Our first quarter has gone. I have not fallen sick. I'm like, we are going strong. Is that his words? Is that his words? I'm not going to the hospital. Except maybe I just want to use my HMO to just chop their money. But is that his words? Like, that's the word of God. I'm taking it. And so you know that you have, and then you begin to thank him because you have it. It may not be physical to you yet, but you know that you have cashed in on the check. You have hope, a confident expectation based on your knowledge of how much God loves you. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You banked on the word enough to cash in on it. Faith, hope, love in action. God said it. You can bank on it. I, I was watching a series recently and they said something. They said, a whisper is relevant for only as long as it is spoken, but the paper represents more. Its physical form represents permanent permanence. So you can take God's word and you can say, for I am crucified with Christ. I was on that cross with him. He felt the pain. I didn't. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripes, I am healed. He said it. It was captured on paper. I believe it. For now, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. For the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. It's the... Ah! Daddy said it. You know, when you read this book, when you read further down and you see what the resurrection life has provided for you, in him you have the forgiveness of sins. Guys, you know what forgiveness of sins is? You know, like, almost all the professions that we have as a result of today is based on sin. We are the ones that are now here to come and shine light. We have doctors today because people started falling sick because malaria was turned against man. Almost all these things was as a result of that. Then now we are now sons. The earnest expectation of the creation waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. That's why we have been sent. Do you know what this new creation is like? You just, you just, it's like you're watching a movie and then you just see, doom. Son of God stepping out. That's how you stepped out of that of that tomb. That's how you stepped out of the tomb. That's you were crucified with him. You didn't feel the pain. He felt it. You caused it. But then that and that place on his face that he came out from. You came out with him. And then there was one part that Jesus Christ, after on the third day, he was like, all hail. Ha. No, that all hail. It's not like, all hail me. No, no. It's like, everybody hail, victory is ours. And the host of heaven. You can imagine the host of heaven. They are just watching. Just imagine. Let me tell you the honest truth. If Jesus Christ did not rise again, God did not have another plan. I'm serious. 
If Jesus Christ did not rise again, God have another plan. And so even Jesus Christ, before he died, he had to be speaking it. He's speaking it. <laughs> he had to be speaking it because nothing must truncate this plan. Because if Baba no, God, there was no other plan. It was the last man, federal head of everyone. And then you now wonder, what is it? What is man that you are mindful of him? And then you step out. No, you don't know what that stepping out means. So. New creation bed. It's like when you see aliens, they come to, an, to invade the planet. They come with their technology. We come with our own technology. We are speaking in tongues. We are trafficking realities from there all the way here. See, when you look at the Bible from a non-religious point of view, you just find out that this whole plan eh, is that this thing that they call sin was just a distraction because God had a plan. The question is that you were saved. Saved from what? For what? Or you were just supposed to be saved. And if it was that you were just supposed to be saved, then after you have been saved, you just go now. Have you know that you just came here to come and be saved? No, no, there's a plan. No. <laughs> Let me help your mind there. Eh? We have a very, very funny revelation of what heaven looks like. Heaven is not bowing down and doing all of these things. That's not what it is. Let me just tell you the honest truth. The Bible says that there are roads in heaven. In my father's house, there are many mansions. See, angels wear linen. Guy, let's just think about it. That it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But wait, they're wearing linen in heaven. And then this world is pasted, is copied and pasted from that place. Don't you think that there were factories that made those linen in heaven? In my father's house, there are many mansions. So before there were mansions on earth, there were mansions in heaven. There were trees in heaven. In fact, the world did not even start on earth. It started there. There's nothing that is here that did not first start from there. And then even those who, are, who don't have the eternal life are still able to traffic realities from there. Oh, no, 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 no. We are new creations. New creations. Now we are the... <laughs> EWK wrote in that book. We are now the way. Jesus Christ was the way to show you to the Father. You are now the way showing them to Jesus. You are now the way. You are now the way. That's what the new creation reality is. Is that you step out with a consciousness of who you are. I traffic reality. Jesus Christ talked about him being a ladder. And then angels. Guys, don't look at that thing through a religious lens. Think about it this way. He's just a portal. That's what he meant by his the way. That's what he meant by his the way. And then you now see you now being the way, you are trafficking realities from there. You are the road that heaven, that will be done on earth through me. And so that's why the foundation of this has to be God's love. My father loves me. That's why you have to be a child. So first of all, know that, first of all, this is a family plan. It's a family affair. There's a family that just wanted to do something. And then there's a father that just wanted to love his kids. And then this father also has an agenda. He has businesses he wants to take care of. And when you have that consciousness, like the things that we see here in heaven, they have factories. They have light. <laughs> no, they have light. So it's not as though, like if you ask yourself, what work are you going to be doing in, in eternity? You'll just be singing, you'll be surprised. So I always say this, right? 
The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, righteousness, peace, and joy. What they wanted to do was replicate that on this earth. Righteousness, right, confidence, esteem, right to stand, peace, peace, no depression, joy, joy, the juice of life. In the world today, what is really, really just lacking is either it's an esteem issue, people don't have peace, there's no joy. So if that's the kingdom of heaven, and then think about what eternity will be like when the father has brought many sons unto glory. Think about the work that will be done. Work did not even start with man. Work started with God. We didn't even know, the Bible says that God neither sleeps nor slumbers. Yeah. But on the seventh day, God rested. So what kind of rest did he rest? Spa. <laughs> so our concept of God, of work, Rest started with God. Our concept of agile methodology started from God on the first day, second day, third day. We have not seen God the product designer. Ha, kawaii. <laughs> you have not seen God the crypto trader. No, you have not seen it. Or God the lawyer. No, you haven't seen it. Ye are God, sons of God. God is expressing himself through you and is expressing, you are expressing in law. You have been sent. You have been sent. And then, so when you now look at all these people that are doing superhero movies, eh, they've tried to give you a certain reality and they made it so far. You never tried to attain it. For me, it just bust my head a lot of times. When I see men of God just stretch for their hand and people are falling, it's not even that. It's that they think that when they stretch for their hand, power of God will move. And when you look at it through a religious lens, you would think that, ah, I'm all these people, they are doing theatrics. No, no, it's not theatric. It's that what superheroes have told you is unattainable. These guys are actually just initiating it here. Someone will just blow inside a mic like this. Arome. <laughs> you will just blow inside a mic. Everybody will fall. You are looking at it from a scripture point. That's your superhero movie that people are doing. You know? That's what it is. It's the supernatural life that people are doing. As for me, <laughs> you have to reason it though. So you stay, you will ponder, you'll be reasoning it. So sometimes I just, I'm like, in the name of Jesus, I lay my hand on the sick and the child. And I imagine the lightning bolt coming out of my hand. It's, no, it's helpful for the imagination, for my mind to travel there. So that when they say lay your hand, I don't lay hands. It's not like this thing. It's that your mind is gone there. Let your mind be there, first of all. Let your mind be there, first of all. So that's what this new creation reality is telling us now, that we are new creations. Ah, don't worry, don't worry. I'll run to some. That's, that's who we are. We just step out. We are new creation. I tell this thing, we speak in tongues. It's like alien language, but it's not alien language. When an alien comes to the, with the, you know, hovercraft or whatever it is, they, they, they always, they, they look at the people here and they just be like, hmm, these people, they are speaking a certain language, but these people, they don't, they don't have our technology. So you see the people here, they're always trying to observe. Like, what are these guys saying? What is it that they do? And that's who we are. We came. And so when we stay in our place, we are, ah, pictures form in our mind. Oh, I have it. You are going. You are moving. That's what it is. So in our different sectors, we have come to invade. But we are not just come to invade a planet that did not belong to us in the first place. It's, it belongs it belong to us. 
It belongs to us. That's what new creation reality is. It's not, don't look at it from a religious lens. Just look at it. That If you think about it, that at the end, the glorification stage is that his body, did you do? It's like a sci-fi movie, but that's, that's the reality. We're probably just living inside a sci-fi. Because at the end of the day, what God wanted, God wanted to become material in this material. So man can now begin to traffic from both the material and the spiritual realm. And so when Christ comes again, we now get that body. I'll share it on the group now. <laughs> this thing about nanotechnology, when Jesus Christ came out from that, from that um, environment, yo, just imagine if it disintegrated into particles. You see it in movies and it was just coming out, coming out, moving, and it just stood. Or maybe you see it in superhero movies like, like um, Stretch in Fantastic Four. It just, bro, now the body will go get with that. So it makes it much more interesting. You don't see this Bible like, okay, you know, we're just going to go to heaven and just be bowing down and all of that kind of thing. God, you're good, you're good. And no, no, we are going to we'll do that though. But God has work. In the beginning, God created. That's what he does. He works. But Father, he loves. In his words, we are sure of his love. In his love, we are sure of his words. That's what it is. We are sons of God. This morning I woke up with the. So, Pastor, we asked that we make a decree. This morning I woke up, I was feeling really down. I didn't even know what I was going to do, but I was feeling really down. I was sad and all of that. So, I, I put on my laptop and I saw one video by Chris Ayakilome and he was talking about the word of God. And he was like, No, you just say, I refuse to be worried. Omo. I just realized it. I'm a compiler. Words pass through me. And so as words pass through me, it is only right for me to give a command. No, 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 no. I said, I refuse to be worried. Immediately I said, I refuse to be worried. I'm like, I refuse. Until I just began to shout, I have joy in the Holy Ghost. I have joy in the Holy Ghost. Until I came out of, I'm like, I give you a command. Oh, there's a scripture that talks about the perfect man. Um, who knows that scripture? Let me let me look for that scripture. Yes, let's let's open that scripture. Um, I think it's that James. A perfect tongue. <clears throat> yes, let's look at it. Who's there, please? Um, I think it's. Uh, This is in many th the perfect tongue makes the perfect man. Um, I'm trying to get the scripture. It's James chapter, I think it's three. Three verse two. Okay, and it says, "In many things we stumble. If any stumbleth not in word, the same is a perfect man." Able to bridle the whole body. All the words that we have been receiving has been trying to keep us from being, not being perfect. So, 
What words would you say to stay perfect? So I was like, I refused to be worried. I bridled my whole body. And my body came back alive. And I was so joyful. And I'm like, ha, Madagaya, command. Command. That's a perfect man. So you would find out that your words are oscillating. And but because the Bible says out there of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. If you look at Simon Peter, when Jesus was speaking to Simon Peter, he was like, Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. But later on, he told him to be quiet. Because he was saying that he wasn't going to die. And then he was like, Keep quiet, like your father, um, the devil, or something like that. So think about it. One word came for him from the kingdom of heaven. Another word came from the kingdom of darkness. So, you're not the only one speaking, no. Just know that people are speaking. People are speaking to you. So, it's either the kingdom of heaven is speaking to you, or the kingdom of darkness is speaking to you. So, that's why it says, who has translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dearest one? So that your words are perfect. And then in situation, independent of circumstances, you keep speaking what heaven is speaking. You keep speaking what heaven is speaking. That's what a perfect man is. And you are saying it. And so when you are saying, I have it, I have it. They are trying to tell you that, mm, you know, the thing, no, really, really said, no, I have it. Because his promises for me are here and amen. He's his words. You can bank on it. So the, the only thing that things are just trying to do is to get you to not speak the word. <laughs> you, so you meet some people, they get you to deviate from the word. You say some things to certain people and they will just get you to do Or you listen to certain things. They give you new words. You take it. You just take it. You are deviated from the word. It's not an easy thing to do. It's actually not an easy thing to do. But we have to nonetheless we now be guarded on what we listen to, who we listen to, how we listen, what we hear. We can't be listening to certain things because we know, I'm not being prescriptive, but because we know, we want to be firm and guarded in our words. We want to get to that point where our words align with our actions. We want to get there. So it is irrespective of the circumstances. It is my father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom. When they are telling you that, Baba, you know, to serve it is my father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom. You keep staying at it, you keep staying at it until it produces the right actions for you to, to serve Until it produces that action. So you will stay on it and it will push you to the things that you will need to do to get the skills that you need to get so that your actions now finally lined up to the world. The I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me is that when you keep saying it, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. The, your boss is telling you how, oh, you know, <laughs> I've had experiences like that. I had one recently. And then, no, 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 no. It's the word of God because there's no other word to say. I can do all things. At least get me going first of all till we get to that position. When we get there, bah. then you're not able to do it. You'll not be looking at But if you don't say it, what else will you say? So believing the word of God is acting on it, banking on it. Daddy has said it. I believe it. I'm taking it. I can do all things with Christ. Me. Daddy has said it. So in the perspective of what anybody's trying to tell me, that's what it is. So I want us to begin to pray. Let's just begin to pray. Let us begin to speak for us. What words do you have that God has given you? 
mandaka barandi kusakaina ekedush kibendele branda kusa it was just there in the bible it was captured in bread written on paper i saw it there it will give me great joy to see that i attained this this year like there's no other thing to say Father Lord, it will give us great joy that those partnerships are released in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, it will give us great joy that we are set in our ways. Father Lord, it will give us great joy that healing take place, that by his stripes we are healed. It is there in your word. I believe it. It will give us great joy. You said, ask. It is your word. I'm presenting it back to you. Daddy, this is what you said. You are not a man that you should lie. I'm presenting your words, not my own words. Your words back to you. You have said, you have given me all things pertaining to life and godliness. I have all that I need. The Lord is my sufficiency. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I place a decree. I say to one, go. Barakates kikakatayo, zepetekete beledis kabandaya, belebregedos kebelebregedis kabadaya, bindo kombregedos kombregedila kataya, beto pregedis kimpayandi balasombregedosha, jigidi biligidiza sombregedos zekete biligandaya, eleto bregedos sandele bregedele regedebosha, minda kanda lambragada dose bregede kalianda kosa, shebregede belegede dose, bin kombre kondos Kombre kili andaba, binde kombre kili atamandi kaba, ombre kopon kopon diki inkayana, mindo sofe lepre hediza, jegede bilombra gande kadosha na, mindo perediza kanda ya zegredizo prande kayanda la le aloka mandi kambra andoka. You said in your word that by His stripes I am healed. I am healed in the name of Jesus. This is our meditation. Sunday, this is the new creation reality. In the name of Jesus, by his stripes, I have access. I am healed. We have joy in the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead is in me to quicken my mortal bodies it's in your word you spoke it it's on paper I see it I take it it's the word for me commande like a nonono elemeko nonomoni shegedebedogobogodos zibrekedonkaya this is a new creation reality now are we the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. I decree that my family is blessed. I decree that my children are blessed. I decree that my workplace is blessed. Everyone who encounters us, they are blessed. In the name of Jesus, I have all things.
things pertaining to life and godliness. Now are we the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. We have backing from our Father. Our Father loves us. We don't beg for things. We have it. He has given it. He said it in His Word. We call it forth in the name of Jesus. We call forth. We call for that job. We call for that house. We call for healing. We call for that scholarship. We call for that business. We call for so that our light shall shine. We shall show the men of the earth how Father does his business. That the endless expectation of the creation waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. Now am I the son of God. <laughs> now am I the son of God. Oh, hey. Now am I the son of God. I give a command and it goes forth. Ah, there is a kingdom and it's the kingdom of the Father. Now am I the son of God. This is our consciousness. Our eternal consciousness. That we are part of the Godhead. That we give judgment to things. Oh, we take charge over the remaining part of the year. We're in a new quarter now. In the name of Jesus we go forward ever and backward never in the name of Jesus we make progress daily in the name of Jesus we are promoted daily in the name of Jesus the visions of God comes out of us in the name of Jesus men look for us to favor us in the name of Jesus we are love child we are God's child love rude Oh, in the name of we speak to every dead thing right now. Oh, every dead thing in every area of our lives, Lord. Oh, rise up in the name of Jesus. Rise up in the name of Jesus. We have access in the name of Jesus. Every dead thing, begin to call those areas. Every dead thing. Rise up in the name of Jesus. Just give a command. Rise up in the name of Jesus. That's the command. Rise up in the name of Jesus. Every dead thing. Rise up in the name of Jesus. Rise up in the name of Jesus. Oh, shagada bandelerege de bondakaya. Elege de bana magadia la bana diesa zani. Shagada bilagamani ege desa. Oh, now are we the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. Oh, now are we the sons of God. Oh, we 
act like our father what we do is what we see our father do just like he said light be light comes into every dark place oh we step into the midst of the chaos we are the light we shine forth we break forth mandale kayandaya we have joy in the holy ghost now are we the sons of God now are we the sons of God oh, we are sons we give a command and it goes forward oh begin to thank him thank him thank him thank him thank him thank him oh thank you Jesus Father Lord, thank you because we know that you have heard us. Thank you because we know that you have heard us. We know that you are proud when we use the commands that you have given us. <laughs> Blood was shed for us. Blood was shed for us. In the name of Jesus, I declare that our eyes are open. That we are able to see the realities of heaven and transport them here in the name of Jesus. That we see new designs, new patterns for clothing. That we see new ingredients for food. Oh, that we see new trades. Oh, lebele dimako sade shemenege debele riandaba ekadu zaze elebendokom belebria. We see strategies. Oh, we have capital. Elebregede sagadaba. We have capital going forward for the rest of the year oh the sons have risen we are rising we have risen we are here just begin to thank him give him thanks give him thanks give him thanks oh thank you Jesus oh thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus now are we the sons of God this is faith hope and love in action because of how much we know that our father loves us we have hope a confident expectation that when we decree a thing it is established oh oh father lord we thank you we thank you we thank you because you have heard us we thank you for answered prayers we thank you because things have shifted thank you father thank you because we tame realities Thank you. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.